Hello, welcome, willkommen, g'day. Welcome to the punting monologue yet again. As always, brought to you by the good folk at Mint Sports and Mint Bet. Head on over to mintsports.com.au for all your sporting action and head on over to mintbet.com.au for all your racing sports and analysis. Sunny Mun gate crashing. What isn't a monologue at all, but we're going to stick with that for the moment because let's face it, only one person's putting in the effort and doing the work. It's not a duologue. It's not It's not under any other name. We're going to turn into bloody Prince here, the artist formerly known as monologue, but we'll keep you abreast of all movements. <laughs> I'm joined by the mintest racing analysis this side of your ear holes. He's crunched the numbers so you don't have to. Mr. Ben Clifton, how are you, Benny? G'day, Sonny. Good, mate. We've got a bit of a pep in our step after last week. We've got a few winners, so... Don't you worry about that. Not to say I'm a good luck charm or anything, mate. <laughs> All week, mate, I've felt like I could fall into a barrel full of assholes and come out sucking a pair of tits thanks to your tips. So, thanking you. It is worth noting we're going to move to Victoria here. We're going to Sandown this week, but we're also going to cover Eagle Farm as well on a different podcast. So I love it. Uh, tune into that as well. But as this sort of podcast evolves, it's probably going to evolve back to to uh, Melbourne. But uh, this is what what we're doing this week. We're global, mate. We're global. <laughs> we'll dive straight into Sandown in Victoria this Saturday, and then we'll hop over and do another one in Eagle Farm in God's Country, Queensland as well, so stay tuned for that. Or, if you've already heard that one, hey, how good was that? Welcome to this one. So, we're in Sandown. <laughs> What's the track and the weather looking like, mate? So, the weather's looking good. Sandown's actually one of the fairest tracks in Victoria. A lot of trainers like taking their horses there, so I can't imagine there'd be any bias in regards to the track. Uh, they raced here on Wednesday with the rail at 11 metres. It goes back to the true and I think that'll just be fresh ground. So I think you'll be able to lead. I think you'll be able to run on. So we're treating this track as a really fair track. And um, given the conditions are fine on Saturday, I think there's no excuses. Fantastic. I think the hardest thing to pick all day is going to be the Melbourne weather. So we'll box three seasons in the trifecta and see how we go. Go for the quaddy. Go for all four. We'll stick to the horses. They're easier to predict. <laughs> Race one, mate. We've got a two-year-old handicap. little... Cash dash over a thousand. What are we thinking? Yeah, so none of these are race. I don't know if you did any form yourself, Sonny, but um, yeah, none of, of these course, are race. <laughs> this isn't a race I uh, like to get involved in, but it is right. a race where you have to look at the market. What are the market movements in this race? There are no market movements. So uh, <laughs> the favourite is Cantalago for the Hayes boys out at Flemington. Craig Williams right, so that's a pretty good combo. And obviously jumped out well going in, but. No market push for any horse in particular, so I'm going to sit this one out, just make sure the track is racing really well, set us up for the, the races coming up after that. Just get a bit of a cider, see the first few off, fair enough. Exactly, exactly. I do like Ouroboros in this, not not necessarily the horse, but the name, just because I, like I like to think of the owners as ardent fans of Egyptian iconography and the Greek mythological traditions, so... You've completely lost me, mate. Yeah, well, I reckon I've lost myself. I'll probably rock up thinking that's what they are and they'll be in Ugg boots quaffing goons, so that'll shatter my illusions. We'll dive straight into race two. What are we looking at here, mate? Hey, this has got a bit of an international flavour to it, hasn't it? Oh, with the horses from all over the place. Yeah. From Ireland, from Japan. In the particular staying races, they import a lot of horses because um, they've got better breeding over there for the staying races. So okay. uh, you'll find in a lot of the 2,400 metre races, that you, you find there's a mix of where they, where they come from. How do you travel a horse? You sedate it, cram it into economy and splurge on the leg room? Like, I don't know. Have it watched Sea Biscuit on the small screen? I think these horses would have been in economy. I think a few of the Melbourne Cup horses would be flying up the pointy end of the, of the plane. There'd have to be some sort of sedation. God. You'd like to think so. Give me some of that next time I've got a long haul. All right, so who's winning? Yeah, so 
Sure, I'll just start with the market because this is interesting. Kai Tuku is three dollars ten at the moment. Uh, Seven dollars, never again. Seven dollars, uh, eight dollars, an Irishman. Seven dollars fifty, Sulin Noir. Can you help me with that pronunciation? No, no, you got it in one, mate. <laughs> and J Rod two around the seven dollars as well. So it's a pretty even market. The favourite is K Tuku. Yeah, it's a leader. It's had the soft run up in front this last race. Didn't rate all that well that race. And I did the speed map for this race, and there's plenty of horses who want to put forward. So. It's going to be a much harder staying test. Can I find a horse around Kaituku who I can back? But I just could not find anything. I had a look at Never Again on the backup. I thought that's got a really good setup for this 2,400 metres, but I just don't think it has the strength in the form. Never won that beyond 1,750 metres. So uh, in the end, uh, the answer was a pineapple. I could not work out a bet. I wanted to bet around the favourite. I couldn't recommend the favourite here. I just think there's a, it's a completely different setup to last start. So... In the end, I'm sitting out the second race as well, so um, I think we've got a winner in the next. Giddy up. We'll move on. It's just good to know that with the amount of analysis you've done, you and I have got the same predictions so far. Great. So what about race three? Can we actually put something on? We're putting something on. This is a good race. This is for the three-year-olds over 1,400 metres, and there's a really nice horse, the favourite here, who's Midtown Boss, $3.80 at the moment, one that's past two. One that's made two starts back, came from well back in the field, really good late sections, and then it backed up last start and won again, and it showed a really good sort of versatility. It set it a lot closer in that run, burst through, got the win. Uh, the second horse has since failed since, but... Was really uh, was backed off the map on that occasion, so I think the form will hold up out of that run. So I'm with Midtown Boss, the favourite. It'll be hard to beat. But there's also another horse I want to be with in this race. One of my mates who I used to work with, who I cannot name because he works for a direct competitor at the moment, has pushed me into this horse. Oh, so this is a dud. This has got to be a dud. <laughs> Surely, this is Calico Jack. Calico Jack, fair name. So I want to be back in both these horses because I'll talk about the horses I don't want to be back in and the reasons behind it. But Calico Jack coming out of the Gaza Blanca form, who's since gone up to Sydney, was completely off the map, got beaten. But that form line, he's holding up out of that run. So I'm back in Midtown Boss and Calico Jack. The horses I'm against are Russian Roni. It's dropping from 1,600 to 1,400 metres, which isn't a good recipe for the Gay Waterhouse Adrian Bot horses. And the other one uh, is She's Dancers. This is another go forward horse who... I think there's a lot of tempo in this race, and I think it's a completely different setup to its previous run at Cranbourne. So I think we'll find it a lot harder this week uh, in She's Dancing. So I'm with Midtown Boss and Calico Jack. You can back those two. Calico Jack just sounds like the last dude in line when they were handing out nicknames. So soft. <laughs> like, righto, we got Slick Rick, Cool Hand Luke, Black Panther, <laughs> Blue Steel, and, oh, geez, what do we got left? You can be Calico Jack. How intimidating. What does Calico mean? Uh, yeah, no, it's like a heavy laden fabric, like a not so cotton. Yeah, right, there you go. Soft as butter, mate. The sire of the horse's merchant navy would have anything to do with that. Look, you've got options. All I'm saying is, <laughs> when you go to the Dulux colour chart and the last thing left is beige, you say, you know what, let's not bother. Calico, please. Just call me Jack. <laughs> well, she's talking a blue streak now, Jack. Race four. 1,600 metre benchmark 70. So it is worth noting, it is um, restricted racing here at Sandown. The, the better horses are in the paddock, but it doesn't mean we can't find some winners. The map here, looks like Son of Emperor and he's the real deal will go forward. I think Tasman Park will be just in behind him. The favourite Artika will be just in behind him and uh, probably getting the nicest run in transit. I am with Artika. I thought it was really good last start at Flemington. Caught wide. 
and still batted on really well. It was really sold in the market there, $5.50. Drops in weight here, maps to, to get a much easier run. Uh, and I reckon this is a much easier race. I mean, that, that was a benchmark 70, but it's worth 150000 This is only worth 80000 I think that it'll really enjoy that drop in class. I think it should be peaking fourth run in. It is off 37 days, but the Ma Eustace camp is a, is a camp you can really trust uh, with that sort of break in between runs. And I think given it had such a hard run in transit last time, I think they just gave it a little bit more time to recover. So I'm with Artika. Just there's a few queries on the other horses in the market. Tasman Park uh, goes out to 1,600 metres for the first time. Not convinced that it'll run that. It ran at one, one well last start, but it sort of was tiring towards the line. It wasn't uh, running through the line. Ostrada, I reckon, is one run short. Beretta's probably the interesting one. Blinkers go on first time, but I just don't know if that's an act of desperation, trying to get a little bit more out of the horse. So I can eliminate a few of those and go back to Artika, and I think it'll be hard to beat. You sound like you're pretty strong on the favourite. I like it. Yeah, and it is related to Maccabi Devi. I thought you might bring that up. Really? Well, I haven't done heaps of research. What are we What are we talking about? What sort of relative? We, we don't normally talk in these terms mm. in horse racing, but it's the niece of oh, yeah. Maccabi Diva. Yeah. Jeez, I tell you what, that'd be a tough hang around the stables at Chrissy. <laughs> talk about intimidating. A few salt licks <laughs> deep, the old diva just getting lippy. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, Artika. How many Melbourne Cups have you won, young'un? Pass the salt. It'd get you into a few nightclubs, though, you reckon. <laughs> Do you know who my Arnie is? <laughs> yeah, righto, said the coolest bloke never. Righto, race five. We're back to 1,600 again here. What are we looking at? Yeah, so this is where my best bet lobs. Ooh. This is a benchmark 100, so these are good good quality horses. And just a quick look at the map, I think Ziegfeld will go forward, Sosa Bond go forward with a Black Sail uh, in behind them, then Flash Sharp. And the two favourites, I reckon, Detonator Jack and Green Fly will be uh, out the back. Now that's a nickname. Now that's a nickname, Detonator Jack. <laughs> yeah, Detonator Jack. Cop that, Calico. This is the horse I'm tipping, Detonator Jack. This is a horse who's going to win much better races than this. It's a, at least a group class horse, if not a group one horse, eventually. Uh, I'm thinking maybe a two-rack next time, next year in October. So... Greenfly and Detonator Jack faced off last time. Detonator Jack had a big SP uh, advantage over it, but just I think it was stuck in the wrong part of the track. Greenfly, uh, Ben Mellon took it right to the outside of the track where the better ground was and just had a little bit too much for Detonator Jack in the run home. But I think the important thing for Detonator Jack is here. It's an acceleration horse, drops six and a half kilos here, which is a huge advantage for these horses who, who have a turn of foot back on the dry surface as well as the key. Probably a negative jockey change in that John Allen is off, Harry Coffey on. No disrespect to Harry Coffey, but Johnny Allen's a pretty top jockey. So all, all I want from Harry Coffey is to get that detonator jack to the outside in the straight, accelerate down the middle, it'll be all over. I think he's destined for better races, detonator jack. You had me at the name, honestly. After hearing about Calico Jack, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a horse that everyone will know its name uh, this time next year. Well, they'll know it by the end of this podcast. I'm not going to shut up. Detonator Jack. <laughs> what do you do, Detonator Jack? I blow shit up. What about you, Calico Jack? <laughs> On me, I'm just an inexpensive, heavy woven textile. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm with Detonator, thanks, guys. Alrighty, what are we looking at in race six, Benjamin Clifton? Yeah, so we move on here. I do have another bet here. So um, as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're sort of keeping our powder dry earlier in the card and getting a little bit busy later on. This is a nice little race. So in regards to the map, I think Tubby two tracks a lead. 
blistering will probably go forward from the wide gate. The chances in the market, so you see, will probably be midfield. Life lessons will probably be just better than midfield. And Ballot Reach, uh, who I am tipping, hopefully they can push forward a little bit from that inside gate. But all right, let's roll through them. So you see, obviously a nice mare, but I think the query about it is it's staying at 1,400 metres. I would have loved for it to go to 1,600 metres. It was really solid in the market first up, ran well, couldn't get past Life Lessons, who is in this race, and had the fitness advantage last start. Drops in weight, fitter, ticks a few boxes, but I just would have loved to see it go to 1,600 metres. So uh, I'm just not willing to dive in at that price. And Life Lessons, the other horse that I mentioned, be it home, so you see. Solid in the market last up, but as I said, did have that fitness edge over, so you see. So I'm just looking at that race. The race didn't rate all that well, so I'm like, okay, that race hasn't rated well. Let's go looking for alternate form line. Ballot Reach is, is where I landed. It ran well behind Hypothetical on Ballarat Cup Day. Got too far back, probably over the 1,200 metres. Gets up to 1,400 metres. Should be a softer tempo. Might be able to settle a little closer. And I think it's a really nice horse, Ballot Reach. About the $6 mark at the moment, you can back it each way at that price, and I think it would give a really good run for your money. i got nothing else to add. That was bloody sensational. I just had an eargasm. That was terrific analysis. Let's hope we think that at this time on uh, Saturday, at 3.45 on Saturday, when it salutes the judge. Oh, yeah, I'm fickle. I'll turn <laughs> on you. I'll turn on you. I'm very fickle. We have no response. That was perfect. Let's do it, mate. Race 7 over 1,800. What do we got? This is an 1,800-metre benchmark 84. Um, bigger field here. I don't like to get too stuck into these bigger fields when they sort of take a too, bit too much work to do the form. But I have found one, and I think it's more a case of it just being at the right stage of its preparation. It's had two runs back. It's the, the favourite Cunning Fox. It's $4 at the moment. Had two runs back. Uh, resumed at Flemington. Uh, sold in the market about $7, and... Ran okay, went to Ballarat on Ballarat Cup Day, ran home really well behind our Redonte. was $18 on that occasion, but back on a dry surface suits, up to 1800 Drops about three kilos in weight, drawn a nicer gate. I expect them to go forward from that from that nice gate and just settle in behind the leaves and we'll get a really nice run. It did draw a wide last start. They had to go further back than they, than they usually would. So uh, I think everything points towards this being the peak run for the Cunning Fox this cam- uh, this campaign. And Alana Kelly, one of the top apprentice jockeys in Victoria at the moment, I expect her to give it a good ride and uh, it'll be awfully hard to beat. All the others in the market, Sh- Shandon Burge went well at va- the Valley last start, drops five kilos in weight and maps really well. You could entertain backing her as well, but I was probably against horses like Right You Are from Barry 11, I think we'll have to go too far back. And the other horse I wasn't too interested in was the other one in single figures with Ain't No done, uh, Deal Done. So I'm all about the Cunning Fox here. You could save on Shandon Burge, but I wouldn't talk you out if you wanted to leave her alone. Nah, I'm going straight for the Cunning Fox, mate. I like it. I'm just wondering, it got me thinking, can a fox ever not be cunning? Like... Are all are all fauna idioms correct? Are there foolish and not wise owls? Are there lazy bees and not busy bees? I don't know. Are there dullard foxes? Whew. That's one for Attenborough, mate. Yeah, right. It's probably not for today, but it's food for thought, punters. <laughs> I know some pigs who are miserable in shit. You know, the, these things aren't always holding true. <laughs> we'll move on, though, because it's not for today. It's for another time. Let's line our pockets in race eight. Yeah, so we've got a benchmark 84 here over the 1,400 metres. Wright and Rose is a current favourite at $4.40. Didn't open favourite. Savannah Clouds about the $4.40 as well. It, it did open favourite. 
Then we go to Mac and Cheese at $8 and he's Bonneval at $9. In regards to speed map, I expect there to be good tempo. Vaz, me and Imperial Lad like to go forward. I think the Garden will be just in behind him. Savannah Cloud will be also. The favourite right and rose will probably, drawn wide, probably go back midfield or worse. But as I mentioned earlier, I think you'll be able to win from back in the field. So I wouldn't be afraid of that. Right and rose is who I'm backing. It is being uh, supported in early market, $7.50. They put up into the $4.20, $4.40 across the market at the moment. This is coming out of the same race as Grand Fine Detonator Jack, who oh, obviously my guy. The dominant favourites in the Benchmark 100 earlier in the card. It was first up there off a long break, uh, second up here, better for the run, gets a positive jockey change in Luke Nolan, take it over from Linda Meach. I just think this is a really nice horse. Back on the firm surface is another advantage. So, Bride and Rose, I'm tipping, but I'm also tipping another horse in the race, the Garden, number two, currently about 11 or $12. You could back this horse each way. I just don't think it was in the right part of the track behind Detonator Jacket Flemington last start. Been freshened up here. The form through Visionari the start before and then it had, does have two wins at this track and distance. I just think it's the improver in the race. Off 39 days, they obviously gave it a little break off that tough run of Flemington last start. So I'm back in Ryden Rose. I'm back in the garden. I'm against Savannah Cloud here. I just think it's had its birthday its last two runs. I think its uh, best figures are at Mooney Valley. And although it is consistent, uh, I just think it's found a much harder race here at Sandown on a Saturday. Did you just say it had its birthday? On both runs. It had its birthday, so it got the perfect run. Everything went to plan, and right. it's just unlikely to get the same scenario here. So all horses on that, they're all, what, August the 5th or August the 8th? When's the horse's birthdays? August, August the 1st. August, the August 1st. 1st. Do they race on August 1st? Because surely they're all up and about. <laughs> they do race on August the 1st, but... Um, oh, it's the only time they actually have their birthday. Happy birthday. No such thing. In race 8 is my omen bet. You want Sonny Munn's omen bet? Go on. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. I've been waiting for this. Uh, can I guess who it is? <laughs> okay, yes. And you've got to give me the reason why it's an omen. Um, I don't know. Is it World Cup related? It's not. It's where I'll be Saturday afternoon at this time. High and dry? Correct. I'm going to be at <laughs> Meredith Music Festival. <laughs> and I'm back in high and dry each way because... Quite frankly, I'll take either one of those. You won't be eating any mac and cheese, will you? Mate, I won't be eating anything until Sunday night, in which case I'll gorge myself in a trough of mac and cheese and probably pass out in the garden next to a rose after making a riot. I'm getting the quaddy here. Who's, uh, who's, who's who are you looking forward to seeing at Meredith? Your brother, actually. <laughs> Don't ask him for any tips. I haven't looked at the bands, but I know that he's coming out of retirement for one last gig, so that's nice of it. I'm looking forward to that most of all, to be perfectly honest. It's a good reason to stay at home, isn't it? <laughs> no, he's actually quite organised, so I'm going to be hitching my wagon to his coattails, if you want to mix metaphors. Last couple of weeks running here, we've avoided the last race and the first. Is there a reason for this? Are you just looking for an early mark? What's going on? No, well, normally the last race has got a big field. Right. And it's just too hard and you just I just bypass it. And same with the case with this one. Benchmark 70 over a 1,000. 1,000 metre scamper. Hold on to your hats. So you're too lazy. Is that what you're saying? You're too lazy to do the form on a big field? There's no edge. No, no, I get it. That's cool. I'll tell the boss. There's no edge to be found. There's no, I don't know. I just couldn't find any weaknesses that I wanted to exploit and... Yeah, six dollars a field. So I'll, yeah. I'm hoping by this stage of the day we've we've made our money and we can sit back and and uh, just watch this race. Yeah. Hey, just quickly on that. So there's 17 horses in this race as it stands at the time of recording. How do race callers do it? 
like I can't even remember my own pin, and these dudes are live calling a dozen and a half thoroughbreds and jockeys and different silks to memorise every half hour on the fly. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, particularly for these Saturday races, they would be familiar with a lot of these stables and a lot of these horses, but um, they get it wrong, but, yeah, it is a tough gig. You know, son of a race call, I know how, how, hard, of, yeah, right. how hard of a job it is. But um, Are they able to punt on it? Yeah, yeah. So, like... Are there, do you reckon some of them have tells, like in poker? Like you can hear like, oh, his voice has gone up here. He's oh, definitely, yeah. oh, definitely yeah. back the favourite. You can tell it. Or like they just lie in the photo. Oh, I'd say there'd be a protest here. Yeah, the reverse <laughs> was. Yeah, they, you can definitely tell who the race call is back for sure. Really? Yeah. It'd be too hard to hide your emotion. Yeah, well, that's kind of, it's a bit like in a penalty shootout. I've always said I want live betting on a penalty shootout because you can tell from the centre circle to 12 yards by the look in their face whether they're going to miss. I want to actually get a bit meta and open up a field on what the race caller was punting on and see if we can do that in, <laughs> in retrospect. So, so what was the look on the Spaniards' faces when they oh were my Lord. walking up Absolutely to the... petrified, mate. And they practiced <laughs> over 1,000 each. That's 26,000 for the whole squad. Cheers. How about just getting the one that counts in? Or how about putting your laces through it? But that's the podcast for another day. That's the one where we're going to find out whether or not bees can be lazy. So far, so good on this one. That's our nine races at Sandown. It seems like a cracking meet with a lot of winners. Let's go out through your best here, mate. What are your best bets of the day? Yeah, so Detonator Jack is the best bet. I just think it's a foolproof bet. It's going to get back in the field. but Yes! The dry track, <laughs> the acceleration on the minimum just ticks so many boxes. It's a good horse. It'll win, and I think it'll go into bigger things uh, later on in its career. Oh, that's fantastic. So, in summary, if I can fly through this from memory... We're having a bit of a cider in race one and seeing how the market and the track runs. Then we're sort of still searching for a winner, but it's not going to be the favourite in race two. Race three, we're leaning towards Midtown Boss and a little bit of Calico Jack just because of pity for the nickname. Race four, we're leaning in towards the favourite Artica. Race five, my guy, Detonator Jack. Kaboom! Race six, uh, we've got Beledrish. Each way at six is there. Number seven, the Cunning Fox, like he had a choice. Number eight, you're sitting on the back fence in the land. Landscape Quinella and going the right rows and the garden. Race nine, we're too busy counting our cash and we're out the door. Sounds good, Sonny. I think you summed it up pretty well. What happened? I blacked out. <laughs> All right, good luck, punters. And make sure you tune into the Eagle Farm preview as well. Correct mundo. Good luck, punters. We'll see you next week or we'll see you over in Queensland in three, two, one. Bye now.